Lava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and today is Friday, April 30th, 2021. And it has been for me kind of a, I don't know, an up and down day. Really, really not a whole lot going on today. There was some stuff that I caught in one of the groups that I'm in, and we did have one release on Nike today. So I'm going to cover that really quickly and then kind of move on to what I've been thinking about. But today we had the Jordan 6 collab with Travis Scott that was, I think it was the British khaki colorway. Now, I woke up, I was perfectly like ready for the release, like woke up on time, was was perfectly like geared up to, to do it, and then got to work on some stuff that I was working on for my business and looked up and it was 1020. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I completely forgot about the release. So I didn't enter at all, which arguably a very huge release. Like we don't get too many Travis Scott releases in a year. And when we do, they're always super hyped. They always do really well. Really good resale on that shoe. I heard there was pretty healthy stock and just completely forgot about it. Like just got to work and looked up at the clock, realized it was 1020. And I was like, well, I missed the release by 20 minutes. So I don't think that the draw is going to extend that long. So kind of a bad, kind of bad timing there, but it is what it is. If you hit, congrats. You probably made some good money. If you sold, if not, you may be looking to hold those. I personally don't think I'll be holding many shoes. I think I'm going to be trying to liquidate as much as I can and, and trying to move on from some of the inventory that I've been holding. So that's really what happened today. Other than that, there were some small things that came up, small releases here and there, nothing that I ended up getting caught up in. And honestly, the reason why I missed those releases and the earlier release is that I just turned off all notifications for everything. I, I just, I kind of went like, I don't know, into into hiding or something today you would call it because I wanted to get to work and I wanted to get work done. And it's frustrating when things like that happen and you don't end up getting any farther or closer to your goal, or at least it doesn't feel that way. And that's kind of how today went. And that's what I want to talk about. So Today, my goal was I want to get this spreadsheet that I've been working on finished up. I I have some new ideas that I want to implement, and I was looking through eBay's eBay's, uh, fee structure. And number one, I didn't realize they had two separate fee structures for managed payments and managed payments with stores. And it varies from what it was before there was managed payments. Like when you were on PayPal, I'm pretty sure you got a different percentage taken away whenever you had a store of your fee versus when you're on managed payments. I think that you get a bigger chunk of your percentage taken away from the total fee you have to pay. So just for for instance, you're normally paying right now 12.55% versus a a 11.7% if you have over a starter store. So a basic, I think a premium, then anchor and enterprise, like those those types of stores get a discount and 12.55 the conversion to 11.7 you're looking at about like a 0.0085 percentage difference or in some cases 0.0065 so depending on what category you're in and stuff you have a very very I mean it's not even a whole percent it's it's less than a percent but in some cases if you're selling volume you can end up saving yourself money. And that's kind of the case that it's been for me. In the past few months, I've done a lot of volume of, of sales. So I've ended up saving a decent amount of money on eBay 
just because I was able to reduce the amount of fees that I was paying because I own a store. That's one of the ways you can reduce your fees. The other way is that if you are a top-rated seller and you offer free returns within 30 days, that means free shipping, you're paying for shipping, you're paying for the return itself, that you're, you're not charging the customer to ship it back. So if you offer a listing with free returns and you offer to ship it out within either same business day or one business day, you get 10% off of your final value fee, the variable aspect of it. So there's two there's two parts of a fee. Like I've been I've been studying this the past couple of days because I honestly wasn't sure myself. But there's two there's two fees associated with your final value fee. There's the fixed final value fee and then there's your variable final value fee. The fixed final value fee is the 30 cents. Kind of like how PayPal was 2.9% plus, I think it was 25 or 30 cents. Same thing with eBay. They're going to charge you 30 cents every transaction, non-refundable, non-negotiable. If you sell something and you ship it to the buyer, 30 cents. If you sell something and the buyer pays you, but then asks you to cancel, you're still paying 30 cents. Now, a lot better than PayPal where they're charging that 2.9% and then they were keeping it. 30 cents is 30 cents. Like it's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm I'm fine with it. It's better than PayPal. I'll take what I can get at this point. But you're charged 30 cents every transaction regardless. So, where does the 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 uh top rated plus come into play here? Well, your variable fee is the 12.55% or the 11.7% if you own a store and then in some cases it's higher or lower depending on what you're selling. That portion Whenever you take whatever that number is, so let's say for easy numbers, if you have a $100 sale, your variable fee is 11.7% of that, so you're paying $11.70, you take 10% away from that. So 10% of $11.70 is a buck 70. No, that's not even right. It's a buck 17. Um, and then you subtract that from your $11.17 or in 70 cents, you end up with like something like 10.53. So you'd end up paying $10.53 on a $100 transaction at an 11.7% cut to eBay instead of your $11.70. So you save a little bit of money. I mean, you saved over a buck, right? So that's pretty that's pretty good. So that 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 being said, that's what I'm looking at here and trying to figure out like how does all this play together because some of these things I sell same day or next day handling time. Some of these things I don't sell same day or next day handling time. Some of the things that I sell same day are sneakers that don't take any fees because they're over hundred bucks. Some of the things I sell that are within 10 days handling time because I'm doing it as a pre-order are sneakers that don't take any cut. So how does that play in? And I'm going through all the combinations here and I went on eBay's site and I, I basically typed in like how many fees, <laughs> like like what are the fee structures here? And I found that I had been going off of the PayPal fee system, not off of the managed payments fee system, which I had been using like a crossover. It wasn't, it, it was close, but it wasn't like dead, dead on. So I, I was kind of like a little bit not happy with that because obviously you want to be as close and as accurate as possible. And so I'm going through and looking at all this stuff and I realized that I need to redo a little bit of work on my spreadsheet, make sure this never, never has a chance of happening again. So how can I make it updatable? How can I make new fee structures be able to just quickly input them in my sheet with maybe a half hour's work, right? So I'm going to put in, they change all these fees. I can easily input that in my sheet, fix everything up. And now it's a new, a new way that I can choose to have a sale done. And it's very easy. It's very, very quick and, and easy to do. And I'm looking at it and I, I realized that I realized that there's a lot of work that needs to be done, and I also realized that eBay has over 60 different categories that you can that you can list in, right? And and they're all different. Like it's like if you do computer or if you do camera, 
parts it, or if you do cameras like just general camera it's like 11.7 but then if you do camera parts and accessories it may be like 8.7 and then then like later on it'll be like camera parts and accessories only memory cards is 11.5 and you're like who's coming up with these numbers like where do they get these like obviously they're probably geared towards the volume that they're selling at the more that they sell uh like cell phones will be reduced a little bit i think it was like 8.7 percent or even in some cases for like computers and like hard like hardware on a computer a lot of the the cases of that was even like 6.55 percent if you own a basic store or above and i'm looking at it going like okay well like i don't know where they got all these different numbers from probably some sort of way of figuring out hey we do this much volume so maybe we can cut them a little bit of a break and get more of our tech people in here or more of a this sort of niche person in here because they sell a lot more on ebay but like still there's 60 categories how are you supposed to record all that so i'm sitting there going okay i need to figure out a way that i can easily update all these categories and still keep the old numbers and it was just a mess needless to say i got to the end of the day very frustrated because Figuring all this out in two days is not really enough time to put together a, a huge overhaul in some sort of accounting system. And two, like it's frustrating. Like There's so many different ways you can put together a spreadsheet, or in this case on Airtable, so many ways you put together a database. And I'm not that savvy at it. Like I know a good amount of it, but I don't know it as well as some of these like really, really smart people that are doing like the Airtable forums and really like grinding Airtable stuff out where they know what's going on. And so I, I get to the end of the day. I don't have anything done with my spreadsheet. I realize everything that I did throughout the day was was pretty much pointless because it's not even sustainable. What like what I thought was going to work, I ran into a bunch of roadblocks and each time I figured my way around it, I would get to like a new issue and a new issue and a new issue. And finally I realized like if I'm jumping through this many hoops just to make something work, imagine passing this off to a VA or an employee. They're going to be like this is the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen for somebody to try and do, and they'll quit after a week. So I'm kind of stuck there going, well, now what do I do? I need to I need to revamp this. I like my old system. It's not too terrible. I just maybe need to make it a little more simple and maybe make it easily updatable. So needless to say, I got through the end of the day, and, and, and to realize that, to realize what I had before was actually good enough and better than what I was going to come up with and easier to use but today was kind of a wash and I started thinking about okay well well now what like that that's a waste of time all I did was waste my time I, I spun my gears in my head and it felt like I was riding it's like it felt like I was trying to go somewhere on a stationary bike right like one of those exercise bikes but like trying to actually get somewhere like else you're not gonna go anywhere and you're just stuck there and so kind of thinking about that I realized that there's a lot of times in reselling where you feel like you're grinding it out you feel like you're trying to get somewhere and it just feels like you're stuck and it feels like you're not getting anywhere and it feels like you're just in the same rut the same place every day and sometimes it's really not that you're just not getting any farther ahead it's sometimes when you realize what you failed at or when you realize the things that aren't working out won't work out and you stop pursuing those things and, and go back to what's working or go find other avenues that will will open up will work for you that's kind of a success in itself that's that's something valuable there so even if you're stuck there even if you've been working and you realize that everything that you've been working on for the past day or the past week is just not going to work or maybe even the past month maybe you had this great idea you pursued it and it ended up being a catastrophic failure and and maybe not terrible for your business maybe not going to sink you but bad enough where you just feel you feel like you wasted time you feel like you wasted money you feel like you wasted a, a decent chunk of your life like a month is a decent chunk of your life just to throw away on something that doesn't work but the the value in that comes in being able to realize that there is value in knowing what doesn't work and there's value 
and having the experience to go, okay, I don't need to go down that avenue anymore, and this is a better choice because, and you have the actual reasoning to back it up. So that's kind of one thing that I was a little bit happy about, just kind of sitting there realizing today that there may be other avenues that I can pursue in, in this quest of trying to actually put together a business that can run itself and not just require me to do every single thing inside the business. In that quest, I realized that, hey, maybe trying to make a whole new accounting system right now is not a smart idea. There's there's way too much infrastructure that needs to be rebuilt. I mean, like it took me a whole week over Christmas break because I took a week off of work at Christmas and I, I worked probably like four to six hours a day on this thing and just grind, it was like grinding on it, trying to get everything done. It took me a long time and trying to put that together and remake that in two days is not going to happen. And so kind of thinking about that and thinking over this week, it felt like I didn't get a lot done. It felt like I just realized how terrible I am at running a business. And it all kind of goes back to, okay, that may be true, but if I hadn't had a full week of really working on trying to figure out what's been going on with my business, where other sellers are and what they're trying to get to and where I am on the spectrum of being like a, a full like a full out business owner that actually operates a very sustainable, very healthy business where I fall on that spectrum. If I hadn't figured that out this week, I don't know where I'd be. Like I, I would have just kept going and going and going and buying and buying and buying and not paying attention to where I was going with my business and just kind of going down this path that I didn't really know where it was leading me to. And so that was really the biggest success of the week for me is kind of realizing, hey, you may need to slow down a little bit. And I just, I was, I've been watching a lot of YouTube this week I've been at home just just for some personal reasons and stuff like that, but I've been at home this week, so I've had a lot of free time, and I've been working on trying to figure out like where should I go with my business, and watching a lot of daily refinement because the guy's like just a borderline genius with running an eBay business. I've come to that conclusion at, at this point. So he was basically saying at some point you need to slow down, and, and at some point you need to realize that you may be letting your business outgrow you, and you may at some point be able to handle a business that's big enough that where you want it to be but that may not be where you are now. And you may need to put the systems and the infrastructure in place to get there. And he said that you'll make more money. And it makes sense. If you're just buying things and at an increasing rate, you're making more sales, but you keep buying, you keep making more sales, but you're not making more sales to outpace your buying, you're going to be losing money at some point. Like you're going to run out of money. And if it's not returnable, you're going to be screwed. And if it is returnable, you're going to feel like you're rushing around when those returns pop up. And, and you're going to be like running around with its, like a chicken with its head cut off. And you don't want to be in that position. I've, I've been in that position several times. And it's not fun. You feel like kind of everything's caving in. You feel like you don't know what's going on. You have releases. You have to get sales done. You have to take photos. You have to make listings. And it's like, I don't have dedicated days for any of this stuff. I don't have a dedicated process for any of this stuff. I kind of go about it whenever I get time or whenever I feel like it. And I'm very dedicated to my business. I'm just not very dedicated to a process. And that's kind of an issue. That's a big issue. And and something that this week has really opened my eyes up to what a business could look like on eBay. When you look at these people that are on eBay that, hey, like, here's my inventory system. And I'm like, well, I don't have that. I should probably make that because if I want to actually make a sustainable business where I can have somebody do my shipping, it would be nice if they knew where to find the items. And like, just stuff like that where it's been on my mind and it's been like, okay, I should get this done in 2021 but I didn't realize the real the real importance of it. And and so that's what I'm working on right now is trying to dial things back as, as stupid as it may sound and as as hyped up as I was to try and put all this stuff in place of getting somebody to do my listings for me. Like there needs to be a point where I slow down with for a moment and realize that this business, the way that I'm running it, 
is going to be like a, a train going off the tracks at some point. Like it's just not going to work. And I don't want to get to that point and either have some sort of like, I don't know, like like some sort of like business issue where like I spend too much money and over leverage myself because that's very possible in this business, especially with all the leads that I'm able to get and all the leads that people send me and stuff like that through some of the groups that I'm in and stuff like you could buy a new thing every day and I've done it before and it's like you look back, you're like, I've spent way too much money this week and I didn't make a lot of sales and there's a difference between having like a scarcity mindset of being like, okay, I shouldn't buy anything else because this may all cave in and being smart and making a good purchase. And it's like, if you're just buying things because it's a slow day, that's not a smart purchase. You need to be able to buy things because they make sense. Not just because you had a slow day, you feel like it's going to give you a little bit of a buzz of finding something to buy. And then it gets in and you're like, why did I buy this? Why did I spend a thousand dollars on these sneakers only to make like three to 400 bucks on them when it's really not even that guaranteed? Because I've done that before and I'm dealing with that right now. It's like, and they're returnable it's fine it's just it's something where you need to be able to and me this is kind of me just thinking about how I'm running my business I need to be able to take a step back look at it and say okay right now this is good I've done really well March I made more sales than I never thought I'd make in my life and a lot of that's due to consoles and stuff like that like I get it but still that's crazy if I would have told myself back in 2019 when I first started this hey you were going to make as many sales in the month of March as some people's like full-time salary that's crazy to me but at the same time that's not sustainable the way that I'm running my business isn't really sustainable the way that I'm going about this thing isn't really the way you build a business if you want it to last more than a year one to three years and I'm getting to that point where things are all starting to look like they could cave in and I don't want that to happen I want to be able to build this thing I want it to be something that's actually there like 10 years from now because a lot of small businesses fail within the first five years and if they don't fail within the first five years the rest of them fail within the next five years like it's just it's it's an issue it's 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 statistics and you don't want to be in that point where you fail after five years and if you don't you're struggling you make it to five years and then you're six seven or eight you just fail you don't want to be in that point because that's one that's eight years of your life that you completely maybe not threw away but what you put your life into what you put a lot of work into completely didn't work out and it's not because it was a bad business model it's not because it may just be because you didn't really put the effort into putting something in place systems in place processes in place infrastructure that your business can run without you in place so that whenever you have something happen like Reezy he always talks about when he broke his leg or if you have something happen where you have a family member who gets really sick and that's happened to me two two like family tragedies have happened in my extended family And you want to be there for those people. You don't want to be held back by your business because that's not the point of owning a business. The point of owning a business is to have freedom, not to be held down. And you find so many times this happens to sellers where they feel like they're held down and it just gets to the point where I can't can't take this anymore. I need to go do something else. I need to be able to get a nine to five again so that way I can have my life back. That's not why we do this. And that's not why I'm doing this. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Trying to, to put more into the business And I I say all this because it feels like sometimes when you're doing that, you're not getting anywhere. But every time that you get closer or every time that you find that something doesn't work, you're at least a little bit closer to the thing that does. And it's the same way with my job right now where I'm at working as an engineer. The kid that I took over for like always told me that. I'm like, dude, I'm so frustrated. I'm not getting anywhere. I feel like everything I do fails. He's like, well, good. You're at least trying things and you at least care. Those are the two things that you need. You're not dumb. So you'll be able to figure it out. And I don't know, people that I work with may debate him on that, but it, it doesn't matter. Like either way, it, it, it the same thing applies where you're trying to you're trying to better take a step in the right direction. And every step you take, 
as long as it doesn't cripple you for life, as long as it doesn't cripple your business completely, is a step closer to where you want to be. It just may not be in the right direction. You may just have learned, hey, that path is not the one that I want to take. So that's what I'm working on right now. It's frustrating. It's not fun. But at the same time, it is good and, and encouraging to realize that you're still taking steps in in the direction of where you want to go. They just may not be the most direct way of getting there. You may have to find a few failures or may have to find some things that don't work to get to the thing that does. So with that being said, that's a lot on my plate. Right now though, I'm going to go finish up some stuff on the spreadsheet. I actually kind of came to this whole realization when I was getting ready to run that I had a few ideas that will probably work and be a lot easier to implement than what I was working on all day. And sometimes you just need to get away from the problem that you're working on to get a few ideas on it. So that's what I'm going to go do. And then tomorrow, Flint 13s, red Flint 13s, those things are going to absolutely smash. I'm calling it right now. I, I don't care what StockX says. I don't care what eBay says. And, and they both looked pretty good when I checked earlier this week. But those things are absolutely like for me, a full send. I don't, I, I, I'm probably going to be going after every size. Like they're just, they're a good looking shoe. I don't understand why anybody wouldn't want that shoe. The Flint, the blue Flints last year did absolutely incredible numbers the entire summer. So like we, we are looking at the same thing. It's roughly that time where the Flint, the, the Flint 13s from last year came out. So these red Flints, I think they're going to smash and I'm, I'm excited for it. Now, will I hit? I don't know. There was a restock today on some Jordan 1 UNCs didn't hit those at all. I saw people that were running the same setup as me, different proxy providers and stuff, smash. So it is what it is. Sometimes you take some wins and sometimes you take a lot of L's, but I'm going to be running for them tomorrow. So I'll let you know how that goes and I wish you good luck. So with that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a great rest of your Friday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.